Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Expat Chinwag and today leading on from the homesickness and what it's like being away from family and whatnot back home I'm going to be talking about what my days entail to go home like when I visit home because I live in Iowa my nearest international airport is three and a half hours away well there are some other ones I could Des Moines, I believe, goes international, but not back to England. Um, I think Milwaukee doesn't go to England either. That's like another, again, three hours. There's a couple of local ones nearby, but they're mainly domestic and you have to connect. So, yeah, my nearest airport is three and a half hours, and that's Chicago O'Hare. So it can be a little bit of a drive. I'm only just across the border of Illinois into Iowa, so at least I don't have to travel across state as well. I literally just have to basically drive the width of Illinois to get to the airport. But it can add a lot onto a journey. I have to leave early. It's like if you've got three and a half hours of drive time and then you're meant to be at the airport three hours before, that means I have to leave about seven hours before my flight actually takes off, which can be pretty hard going it's a very long day and then the flight depending on what way you go one way is seven hours then the other way is eight hours so add in like the seven hour flight plus like seven hours of like drive and airport time that's like a 14 hour day already without the travel on the other side usually if the traffic's okay i can get from the london airport back home within like an hour and a half but um they tend to be very long days. One good thing is that a lot of the flights from here, they are overnight flights back to England. So you don't have to leave ridiculously early in the morning because the flights tend to leave around four, five, six o'clock at night. So at least you can kind of leave like around like lunchtime, like noon to get to the airport, which then gets you into England at like six o'clock in the morning. And then you have to kind of live your whole day with no sleep to try and beat jet lag so you then have to kind of try and stay awake as much as possible. The last time I flew home I did have the only daytime flight that goes from Chicago. It leaves at like nine o'clock in the morning and gets into London about 11 o'clock at night like with the time change and whatnot and that time I stayed in Chicago overnight because I wasn't going to drive. If it leaves at nine, I'd have had to have left at like two o'clock in the morning. And there's no point doing that. I mean, at least when you get to England, you pretty much go to sleep straight away. But it is pretty hard going. And then on the way back, the flights tend to leave London around, what would it be? They're kind of around like lunchtime, like 12 o'clock time. So again, you tend to leave about nine o'clock in the morning. They land around 6 o'clock at night Chicago time. Depending on how long I get held up at immigration, when I flew back uh, over Christmas once, it took me three hours to get through immigration at O'Hare, which I was not happy about. So again, you had the three-hour airport time before you flew, and then I had three hours in immigration, followed by another three hours of drive time. And when you don't even leave the airport until nine and then you don't get back until like midnight. It's a very, very long travel day. I mean, I'm kind of used to it, but it is a lot. And I find that especially when I say goodbye, like English and like the whole day just pretty much like exhausts me. It's like the whole 
half the time I don't sleep like the night before it's like I struggle to sleep because I'm so like worked up at the fact that you know you're gonna have to say goodbye and saying goodbye is never easy so you kind of get worked up having to think like oh I've got to say goodbye tomorrow I don't really want to and then you tend to be at the airport I cry and for some reason that exhausts me even more it's literally I'll be sat at the airport and I'm like a zombie because I'm like I am just exhausted it's like cry I didn't realize cry that much takes it out of you but it does so and then it's like yeah by the time you've had the driving and you've got back at midnight like sometimes like your eyes are just like you're driving and you're like this is bad it's like it's a big long pretty much straight road for three hours there's one junction that you have to make sure you turn off from the whole way from Chicago back to Iowa. There's one turn in and the rest is just straight line. So it can be really hard going when you're exhausted. Like a lot of the time I do try and get someone to like pick me up. Like especially if I'm gone back for like a long time. Because obviously you don't want to park your car up for weeks on end. Because then that costs a fortune. There is one good thing about Chicago O'Hare though. They do have an economy parking lot. Which is $10 a day. Which for an international airport. I don't know about other ones. But like comparing to say like the London airports and that. $10 a day is an absolute bargain. So it's like if you can get in the $10 lot. It's like. That is brilliant. It's like, it's cheap. You do have to go like on a bus and then on a metro. Although at the moment, Chicago are having a whole load of like revamp and renovation. So the metro doesn't work anymore. So then you have to just sit on the bus. The bus once took an hour to get to the terminal. Um, luckily, I didn't have a flight. I was meeting a friend that was landing in Chicago and she came to visit me. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I've sat on a bus at the airport for the last hour. Like that was just ridiculous. I'm like, I'm literally... I'm on the way to the terminal. It took an hour to get from the car park to the terminal. But there was one time when I arrived, it was kind of over like spring break time. It wasn't around Easter, it was after Easter, and I was flying back literally for the weekend to London. And I pulled up at the economy parking lot. That one was full. The next one, which is I want to say it's like $18 a day. There's two $18 ones. They were both full. It, then like the next one up was full. And I had to park in the one that's like $46 a day or something. I was absolutely fuming. I'd just driven for three and a half hours to find that I was going to have to park in the car park. that was going to cost me over $40 a day in parking fees. So thankfully, I, that day, I was only going back for like four days. But the parking for those four days cost me nearly $200, which is almost like the price that I paid for the flight in the first place because I'd picked up a really cheap Norwegian airline flight. So like the parking for the four days cost me nearly the same as what the whole flight back to England cost. I was absolutely fuming. I was fuming in the airport. I was angry on the plane. I got like back home and I was like, you'll never guess what. I've been stitched up with a $40 a day parking. I was I, I was mad. It's like I couldn't believe it because all the other times I've flown out of O'Hare, I've been lucky enough to get in the $10 car parking. So I was like, really? It's like $40? It's like I did not budget for that because there's it's always been space. I've always managed to get a space. Even when we were going away for just over uh, two weeks, I think it was. It was two weeks when we went to Australia and they were like, oh, the, the, the parking lot's full. And we pulled up at the gate and we're like, 
look, there's a guy that's just pulled out. He must have come out of a space. Can you please let us in? Because we've got to park up for like over two weeks. It's like, can you please let us come in? Because if we have to park in one of like the expensive ones for like two weeks, that's going to cost like a ridiculous amount. Can you imagine that? It's nearly $100 for two days. And if you're going for like, it's going to be like $700 of car parking. And we were like, please. And they were like, okay, you know. Yeah, as you're going for that long, you know, drive around, see if you can find a spot. And, like, thankfully we did because that would have cost a fortune. But it's like we have no other option. Once you've, like, left, you're then kind of committed. It's like there's no other way there. It's like you can't, like, say back home, it's like you could potentially get on the train. Like, you, like say, from my hometown, you could go through London, get the underground to, say, Heathrow or you could get, there's airport coaches where, say, you could get the coach to different airports. It's like they're all kind of connected in a way. So there's usually somewhere to park or, like, we do, like, the pre-booking of the car park. So it's like you pay and say, right, I'm going to be in from this time to this time. And there's always a space. There's always a sp I've never had a problem parking in the airports back home. I was like, but then I rarely have at Chicago either. But it seems more and more that the economy lot is getting full up and I don't know why. It's like, I don't know if they've maybe closed off another area of one. So they're making people park in that one. Or whether they're just making more and more flights. I don't know. But there are other ways of doing it. Like if you're prepared, like say you can stay at a hotel. And sometimes the hotels will offer you free parking. Or not free, like discounted. Like they can look after your car. Like it's, I can't remember, it's like stay and fly or something. I can't remember what it's called. But it... It's like, a, it's like a commitment. It's like you get there and you're thinking, where am I going to park? It's like I can't turn around and like go another option. It's like you have no choice but just to suck it up, back up, and you've just got to pay it. So it's like that can be pretty hard going. But it's like it's worth it. It's like you kind of, it's like I feel kind of like awkward, like sad because it's like I'm a huge traveller, right? It's like it's been like my absolute number one hobby for years and being an expat it's almost like you kind of have to like choose between going home and like travel like elsewhere it's like it's I find it a really like hard balance because it's like I want to go loads and loads and loads and loads of places but I want to like see my family and I want to go home and it's it's really hard for me to like almost have to choose between the two it's like sometimes I feel guilty that like oh I'm going away like I went back in the summer and I really wanted to go to like Bosnia so it's kind of like well I'm gonna go it's like I will but then like even though I was only gone for like five days you're still kind of like oh I've just wasted a week with like my family I mean I know I'm lucky working in a school that I can go back for that long it's like I do appreciate that and because I stay with my family, I obviously then don't need to, say, have as much money, like, saved as, like, if I was to need, like, hotels or accommodation. Because I can just go and stay, like, at home. So, it's, like, I know I'm lucky in that sense. But when I just want to see everywhere in the world, it's, like, a really hard balance to, like, choose between, well, do I, like, visit home or do I spend what I can save and visit the world but it's like it's very it's like a very fine line like between the two and often it feels like I'm like being pulled in two different directions but I I have to visit home it's like it's just like that it's like my family it's like they're not going to be around forever so it's kind of like 
I I have to and I want to. It's like I want to go home and I want to like eat all my favorite foods and like be back where I belong and stuff. So it's something that I do because I want to, but then I also want to travel as well. It's like I can't have everything even though I would like to, but yeah, that's kind of little like insight as to like say what my travel days are like as an expat when I visit home and things like that. The next one is one I've been debating about recording for a very long time, but in the light of recent events that happened in London, I think it's time to share my opinion. So episode 18, I'll be talking about one of the amendments that I don't really like. So yeah, I hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.